Welcome to Clearing the Haze, where we discuss the truth about vaping and key issues impacting the vapor industry. My name is Capel Rourke. I am the board president of the Smoke-Free Alternatives Trade Association and your host for today's show. I am honored to introduce our new executive director, Pamela Gorman, an experienced elected official, government affairs pro, and vapor industry advocate. At a time when we faced a host of challenges on the national and state levels, Pamela is a perfect fit to lead Safada, now with more than 1,400 members and 28 state chapters. Some of her past work includes serving as Director of Government Affairs for Enjoy, where she was responsible for development, advocacy, and communications, and execution of key business legislative initiatives and issue response. She was also an elected to the Arizona State Senate, as well as the Arizona House of Representatives. Pamela's experience and knowledge of the issues facing the industry will allow her to hit the ground running while continuing the growth that has made Safada the nation's leading vapor trade association. With that, it's my pleasure to welcome Pamela to the show. Hi. Hey, Pamela. So let's start off a little bit with your background, and I think it makes you uniquely qualified for this position. Can you tell me a little bit more detail about your career as it relates to the vaping industry? Sure. Um, well, when I left public office, I went into working in public policy, and the area that I was specifically focused on were, um, there's two areas actually, tobacco harm reduction, public policy, and also we were looking at youth tobacco prevention, ways to keep kids from acquiring this habit. And the reason for that is because most of the regulations, as you've seen in the vapor industry as well, Every regulation designed to limit adult consumer freedom tends to be based on the fact that some people underage are also <laughs> trying out your product. So part of my job was to monitor and try to reduce and find ways to keep that from happening. And so uh, when you're looking at tobacco harm reduction before vapor was in existence, you know, you were looking at other non-combustible nicotine products, and that's basically when e-cigarettes just started to be on the market um, in a broad way, and I was very excited about them <laughs> because at the time I was a smoker, and so I think that it was a great fit to move directly into doing government affairs specifically for a vaping manufacturer or a vapor manufacturer because it fit with my personal life as well as kind of the walk I had taken from creating policy to affecting, to understanding and studying policy to affecting policy. And and that brought me up to where I am today with Sabata. And so Enjoy was one of the early innovators uh, within the e-cig industry. Can you give us a little, shed a little insight into your work there and kind of how it developed, how you saw the industry developing over the years? Oh, Sure. So I had the pleasure of meeting Craig Weiss when I was putting together tobacco harm reduction education panels for legislators, and I realized that we needed an e-cigarette person, and there just wasn't a lot of people that were out there in a public way, and I saw a video of Craig, and he was very articulate, and he seemed to understand the policy ramifications, and so I basically reached out to a common friend, and couple months later, got a call asking if I'd come to work for Enjoy. So um, I packed up my bags and moved back to Phoenix and got to work there with a 
pretty generous budget at the outset to build the first government affairs program specifically tailored for the vapor industry. And it was quite an undertaking. And about six, seven months later, I was able to bring in somebody to help with the work. But at the outset, it was it was me and my little laptop. And that forced me to do something that has actually been very helpful in all the years since, which is I had to find other capable people that were out there on the ground in every state making things happen every single day. And it really, while Enjoy was a big manufacturer of, you know, the Sigalike sold in convenience stores, and that was kind of their little niche when I first started, I quickly discovered that the small businesses around the country, as well as the consumers of these products, were the real strength because that's where your local voices, your grassroots is really going to come from. So I quickly formed an appreciation for that and then started building bridges to other really amazing people that, you know, the unsung heroes, if you will, of advocacy in this country on these products are people who are just doing it as their second job, maybe their third job, or they're just consumers of the products and they want to continue to have access to them. And that's really what grew Enjoy into what it was as a government affairs program. After a while, it was not just me and my colleague, Brian Fordick. It was actually all across the country, just so many amazing people. And we were able to bring the Enjoy resources to the table and our expertise to the table. And hopefully we made an impact across the country in the time that we were able to do that. But that's where we came up to today. And then I right. uh, didn't have um, the Enjoy uh, position anymore, but I wanted to be able to help more small companies. And that's when I launched my own government affairs firm that's boutique specific to this industry. So working with one company, one corporate entity such as Enjoy, there's some differences uh, to working for a trade association like Safada. So what was it that really attracted you to Safada and, and what is the message that you have for some of our, our members and those who are considering that being joining Safada? Oh, well, as I just alluded to, there's such strength in numbers. And when you're one company and you're one company with one lobbyist and you're, you know, you're doing all the meetings you can, but you're kind of you know, helicoptering in, if you will, from someplace else, and they're like, where is your company? The really great thing about Safada is it's all across the country, you know, with 28 state chapters, members probably in every state, I would imagine. And so when you're trying to affect policy being made, the strength in numbers to combine efforts and pool your funds to be able to do more with less, but then also the voices at the local level everywhere, you know, it's, it makes the work that I do so much more effective and productive within Safada. And so I'm actually really excited to see what we can make happen now with this organization going forward with what I bring to the table and what was already here. So I'm, I'm really hoping to be able to add to the successes that have gone on before me. That's great. With, so obviously, in an election, presidential election year, everyone is, is talking about politics, and especially in, in our industry where so many regular, regulatory actions have been taken both at the national, state, and local level. Um, you know, seeing as how all these candidates are 
constantly being covered by the press, and it, it, it makes one wonder why anyone would want to run for public office in the first place. But you have a unique background. You actually served as an elected office. And so talk to us a little bit about how your experience as an elected official can play and, and help in your new role as executive director of Safada. Well, it's funny. You talk about the the hits that politicians keep taking, and, and it is true. And I, I just want to say, there's a lot of really good people that serve <laughs> elected office. You just don't hear about them because they're not interesting to talk about. Um, but most of the people I worked with, I would say, were very committed to whatever reason they felt that they could make a difference. And everybody in there is generally trying to do the right thing. You know, what the right thing is, though, is not always well understood. If you remember, you know, there are no legislator is making laws just on vapor products. You know, they're every 15 minutes of the day, your your world and your attention shifts to a completely different area of public policy, and you have to constantly keep up with things changing. And that's why the work that, you know, Safada can do through their member companies in the states and that, you know, anybody can do that's willing to hire a lobbyist at great expense to themselves, of course, but if you can combine your funds and get a lobbyist in there... Those are the people that contribute those little 15-minute increments of learning. And when you're an elected official, you don't have time to read the studies and do all that. And that's why having a professional person that knows how to deliver the information in a succinct way that's meaningful to you as an elected official. I'm sure that when people went to other senators' offices, they had different presentations than when they came to mine. You know, that's just, that's, that's just good advocacy. And understanding what goes on that the public never sees, but it's so important. It's it's the human relations that that take place, you know, with the fellow politicians and the staff, and and to some extent the lobbyists and the electorate. You know, your constituents are constantly applying opinion and pressure to their elected officials, and understanding that all of that happens um, together. There's no vacuum of public policy. The politics and the policy are never separated. And because I get that so clearly, having walked in those shoes, I, I feel like when I walk in and talk to particularly a state legislator, you know, I get it. I, I get how I have to look at this from their perspective. And I have to help them to see how this allows them to do the right thing. And yes, to get reelected, right? <laughs> you can't just leave right. somebody hanging with no support on why they're doing what they're doing. You know, I, I always, when I've given talks places, I say there's not a single person in public office who ran for office purely to be kind to the vapor industry. They ran for office for a variety of reasons. Everybody's got their thing. Usually some policy area that's, you know, close to home. They want to keep coming back so they can fight tax increases. They want to keep coming back so they can protect your right to bear arms. Whatever their thing is that drove them to run for office. They can't do that if they don't continue to get reelected. So our job, when we come in with our tough issues, you know, public opinion is so against us out there right now. You, we really need to equip and protect our champions on these issues. And that's, that's one of the perspectives that I probably bring to the table that tends to get missed by folks, even in government affairs sometimes. They don't fully appreciate you've got to protect your champions. And, and I'm hoping to be able to grow more champions 
that we can work with through Safada and have more people, not just well-educated, but more confident in stepping out like Ron Johnson, Senator Ron Johnson in Wisconsin. We, we need more of them. And that's one of the things I'm hoping I've, I'll be able to do. Well, you, you mentioned Senator Ron Johnson, and, and, and it ties into, you know, despite the, the new regulations and the regulatory landscape uh, being foisted upon us by the FDA, what do you see as some of the more promising developments in the vapor industry with regards to regulations? Well, in, in the vapor industry worldwide, there's been some tremendous movement in the right direction. Um, the UK's treatment of these products is one that I'm hoping we can ultimately, through the U.S., start to emulate, which is looking at these products truly in terms of their relative risk to the products that are replace, they're replacing in people's lives. And then, as a public health movement, encourage smokers to try these products. And that would be fantastic if our own FDA would do what the equivalent um, in the UK has done in that regard in terms of switching kind of the way they look at these things. Um, we're not there yet, but we've had really great things going on. Like we can take the Royal College of Physicians report and we've shown that around to policymakers here and it is starting to make a difference. You know, People look at it and they think, well, gosh, this is a government. They're actually doing this. It, it, things like that become tremendous tools. You know, we've got um, this amendment called the, uh, referred to as the Colbishop Amendment. It's, it basically allows these products to stay on the market and not be forced to be taken off the market in a couple of years if they can't make it through the process. And um, it's called Colbishop is the current name of this language that's in a bill, and we've actually got bipartisan support now to continue to hold that amendment in the current legislation that's moving through. We've got 71 co-sponsors on a bill that's of a similar type of topic. Um, H.R. 2058 also would modernize that predicate date, as they call it, so that products that are were on the market when these regulations came out can continue to be available to consumers. I mean, that's Super important. It's not the be-all, end-all, but when this idea first came up that, you know, we've got to do something, you know, I, I would have been shocked to see bipartisan support and this many co-sponsors signed on. And I think that's really encouraging. It's encouraging not just that these politicians are stepping out and taking this position, but the way that it happened, the way that it happened was through amazing grassroots and grass-topped efforts by small businesses, medium-sized businesses, and everyday consumers reaching out to their elected officials. And I'm kind of a goofy patriot. I'm like, kind of think that's the way it's supposed to work. That's actually very encouraging. And, and, and it is working, you know. And so that, that would be my encouraging words to people watching what's happening. We're winning a lot of things. It's just the ones we're losing are not good, you know. And they, they are frightening. but but we actually are making some headway. And I would just encourage people to keep doing what they're doing. You know, if you're not participating directly, you're really missing your opportunity as a voter to affect what's going on that could affect your business or the products that you love. Yeah. And, you know, not only has Safada as an association uh, continued to grow in a, at all-time high numbers, and we've been able to leverage that with our advocacy and lobbying efforts, but within the vapor industry as a whole, 
there are growing numbers of advocacy organizations. I mean, you mentioned with your work with Enjoy about kind of reaching out uh, throughout the industry to work together. So, talking about uh, talking, telling a little bit about your plans on on working with other advocacy organizations within the industry and building bridge to, to building bridges to kind of help accomplish the goals of of the industry. Oh, sure. So when I was at Enjoy and we were doing this, we were we used to jokingly say we're Switzerland, you know, <laughs> we'll work with anybody who's working towards our goals. And, and that's just smart coalition work that you have to do when you're working in the public policy arena. You know, the person who's against you today might be with you tomorrow, might be the only reason you win tomorrow. So you never burn bridges. And, and as a result, I have a lot of respect for and good relationships with a lot of the other advocacy organizations that have formed over the years. And I'm hoping to strengthen the ties that our members have with their members, for instance, so we can maybe dovetail together where one has strengths and one doesn't, and we can work together and move forward united. And I really believe, as I said earlier, strength in numbers. We've got to unite. They're, they're, what are they, it was like there's no enemies in a foxhole or something like that. We've got to work together, and I believe we can. I, I have no reason to believe we, we cannot bring this together. As I said, I've got, I've got great relationships with folks at all these other groups, and I think we are all ready to move forward. We just need somebody to raise their hand and say, okay, let's get together and make this happen. And that's one of the goals I'd like to do in my new role at Safada is to exhibit a little diplomacy with these folks and help them understand we just want to work together and we want to be able to tap into your strengths and have you tap into ours so that as a team we can accomplish more. And and I think that is not necessarily something anybody has tried not to do in the past, but maybe I just have a more... Um, strong opinion about the necessity of that. And I'm willing to really apply myself to make that happen. And I'm hoping that if we can make that happen, we can not just see us continue to move forward, but we can have some exponential leaps in success merely by combining efforts and not duplicating each other's efforts without realizing it. So I'm really excited about the future with, you know, everybody out there doing something, just do something. And if you're out doing your own thing under your own brand, God bless you. You know, you're doing something. <laughs> I think we should celebrate every effort that's going on around the country. So for, for those, um, of the, those listening who are members of Safada or thinking about members or just independent vape shops or in, you know, consumers even who are listening to this podcast, what are some uh, final comments you have, uh, about the industry and, and kind of about our future uh, for them? I would just encourage folks that are looking down the road and not really 100% sure where that road leads, that we're not, we're not out. We're, you know, we're down, but we're not out with this FDA regulation announcement. Um, you can't sit by and just let it happen to you. You have to happen to your life, right? And if your life is products, either because you're making a living doing that or because they've changed your life because you used to be a smoker, you need to really apply your energy towards making the future what you want it to be. And, and you do have an opportunity. This is like a terrific 
country where you can actually affect the outcome of laws. And I would just encourage people to hold tight and continue. You know, we're, we're, you get tired of the battle, but bring others alongside. You know, the work is, is lighter if you can bring in other companies. So if, if you, for instance, are in a town and you know there's, you know, five vape shops in your town and you're the only one that's participating directly with a trade association, bring them on board, you know, have them call us up, send an email through our website. It's a sabata.org. We'd be happy to reach out to them and talk to them about the benefits of being part of a trade association. We don't just bring advocacy tools. There's, there's terrific information just on running a business in general. And you get the benefit of associating with other companies who have maybe already gone through some of the things you're going through and can help walk you through it. There's a certain brotherhood to being part of our trade association. And I would just hope that companies that haven't yet clung on will, will find that to be maybe something that they can find hope in again. Come join us. Find out the exciting new things going on. Safada had to retool because the FDA handed us a new rule book. So Safada is the new Safada as, as our conference here in a few weeks talks. You know, there was a revolution, but now there's got to be an evolution because the industry must change in response to the regulatory environment. And I believe we can do it, but we've got to work together. And if you're not connected, get connected because it's the only way you're going to be able to know what to do today to make a difference. That's great. Well, thank you, Pamela. And with that, I would like to thank everyone for listening today and for joining in to welcome Pamela to Safada. As a reminder, you can visit Safada.org to download this podcast as well as past shows, including Safada's Top 10 Vapor Facts, demystifying misconceptions about the vapor industry, and other resources. Please do not forget to follow Safada on Facebook and on Twitter. Thank you, everyone, for listening.